We've got multiple Kentucky Wildcats being selected to all SEC football teams. And then Darian Kennard is your 2021 Jacobs Blocking Trophy Award winner. We're also going to talk about post-regular season grades for the individual position groups for the Kentucky Wildcats. All of that and more coming up on today's episode of Locked on Kentucky. You are Locked on Kentucky. Your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on into Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, also host of On the Line on ESPN 1067 and Fox Sports Central Alabama, also writer for USA Today for various SEC-related things. But on this episode specifically, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. Really appreciate you guys making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. want to remind everybody that we are free and available on all platforms, and we will be uh, eventually coming to YouTube. Today's show brought to you by On Location. On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL, is the only place to score once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience packages. Visit onlocation.e.x.p.com slash s.b56 for more information or search Super Bowl On Location. All right, so on today's episode of Locked on Kentucky, we're going to be explaining all the different uh, all-SEC selections for the Wildcats. We're going to be talking about what that means for the program, and then later on the show, we're going to be doing post-regular season grades for the individual position groups. A favorite of mine to get to break down what we've seen uh, from these individual position groups. I absolutely love doing different report cards and things like that. Uh, I love writing about it, and I love talking about it. So let's go ahead and get into it right here. So Darian Kennard. Uh, is the 2021 Jacobs Blocking Trophy Award winner uh, in named in honor of William P. Jacobs, the for- founder and former pres- president of uh, Presbyterian College. Kennard leads Kentucky with 30 knockdown blocks and has allowed only one quarterback sack in more than 350 pass plays this season. The SEC's announcement reads, the two-time SEC Offensive Lineman of the Week was a semi- semifinalist for both the 2021 Rot- Rotary Lombardi Award and the Outland Trophy. So absolutely fantastic season for Kennard. I believe there are some mock drafts out there, according to different places like CBS Sports, that have him going, Kennard that is, as a first-round draft pick. And this has been a uh, point of emphasis for Kentucky football, I think for the past two or three years now. And I believe, I might not have talked about it on this podcast before, but I believe that Kentucky over the past few years under Stoops has put out just in a, tr- a tremendous amount of NFL talent, uh, specifically on the offensive line. Hard looks like he is going to be the latest guy uh, to to make it to the big leagues from the Wildcats. So shout out to Kennard. Uh, he's done some fantastic things. This entire offensive line, I feel like, has has been good for, for the Wildcats so far this season. And this has been, uh, or th- this is rather, a point of emphasis to win in the SEC. You need guys like Kennard to win in the SEC and with uh, with Kentucky's upcoming uh, recruiting class, top 15 nationally, I think that Kentucky's going to con- continue to bring in guys like Kennard, uh, especially given the uh, the talent that they've had over the past three years. I think Stoops is really building something in the trenches for Kentucky. I think he is really starting to build a trend here, and I think a lot of recruits are going to like it and respect it, and I think it's going to draw a lot of really big-time names to this program in the future uh, and guys like Kennard certainly help 
uh, that that resume that the uh, the offensive line for Kentucky has had over the past few seasons. Really, really proud of uh, the uh, the uh, the award uh, being being given to Kennard there. Shout out to him. All right, so other SEC postseason awards. So obviously the all SEC teams were put out. First team, second team. First team, obviously, Darren Kennard, offensive line, along with Evan Neal of Alabama, Kenyon Green from Texas A&M, Charles Cross from Mississippi State, and then the center is Luke Fortner from Kentucky. So two uh, Wildcats on the first team of the All-SEC list, both of them coming on the offensive line. Really proud of what this unit has done so far this season. Again, establishing yourselves in the trenches of the way that you're going to win in college football, but specifically SEC football. Yeah, you got to be able to do in the trenches. Props to Kentucky for uh, continuing to turn out really talented offensive linemen. All right, second team, all SEC here. There are no selections for for Kentucky on the first team all SEC defense. So I just wanted to uh, throw that out there. Second team, all SEC, Chris Rodriguez, my boy, uh, the running back. For Kentucky, he is on the second team. Wandale Robinson is also a receiver on the second team, along with John Mechie the third. Chris Rodriguez paired in the backfield with Isaiah Spiller from Texas A&M. Those are the two guys on offense for Kentucky. And then the defense, Josh Paschal, uh, defensive line selection there uh, from the Wildcats, and that's it. Those are the four uh, four Wildcats on the list for Kentucky. So you've got Josh Pascal, you've got Chris Rodriguez, you've got Darian Kennard, and then you've got Luke Fortner. So those are your four selections for the All-SEC teams. And you'll notice, again, I just want to reiterate, you'll notice that the two selections from the first team are offensive linemen. I think that was arguably Kentucky's best position group of the year. And I think we're going to see that whenever I do grades here in just a little bit. But props to Josh Pascal. I am. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm really surprised that no Kentucky linebacker uh, made the list uh, this this season because I really liked what I saw out of JJ Weaver. DeAndre Square was another guy that you could have potentially looked at. Jaquez Jones, who actually led the Wildcats in tackles uh, this season, he was not a selection on this list. Ole Miss transfer. So you know there are there are a lot of different names on this this Kentucky team, specifically on the defensive side of the ball that I didn't think I didn't think they got the recognition they deserved. I honestly believe uh, any of the three linebackers from Kentucky could have made it uh, onto that All SEC list. Square with seventy five tackles and three sacks. Uh, Weaver with thirty four tackles but six and a half sacks and two interceptions. Jaquez Jones, one interception, uh, half a sack, and those 82 total tackles I was talking about earlier. I mean, the, all the all three of these guys played a pivotal role in this Kentucky defense. I think they were definitely deserving, maybe not a first-team All-SEC, but certainly one of those guys could have gotten on the second team at least, right? I think that Kentucky's defense definitely benefited from their, their linebacker play so far uh, this season. We'll get to see uh, if they are able to stand up to the test of the Iowa Hawkeyes in the postseason. And if you listened to my my podcast previewing that matchup, and we're going to preview it again whenever the matchup gets closer, but just kind of giving an idea of what the Hawkeyes are about, I don't think offensively there's going to be much Iowa can do to, to stress this Kentucky defense. So anyway, those are all of the All-SEC selections and then Darian Kennard winning the, uh, the Jacobs Blocking Trophy Award. We're going to talk about post-regular season grades for all of Kentucky's position groups. 
in just a second. But before we do that, want to tell you guys about our friends at On Location. Let's talk for a minute about kicking things up a notch for the big game, the grand stage, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 56 at SoFi is less than 100 days away, and On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL, is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package to the big game. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with college stars turned NFL legends Troy Aikman, Marcus Allen, Tim Brown, and more. Plus accommodations at five-star LA hotels and food by the great wolf game Puck. Visit on location e.x.p.com slash s.beef.com. for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's on location e.x.p.com slash s.b.56 or search Super Bowl on location. Today's show also to you by NetSuite. This is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow, and it's all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite, and over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA for a special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. All right, so continuing along here on the Thursday edition of Locked On Kentucky, really appreciate you guys making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. Want to remind everybody that we are free and available on all podcast platforms. And if you would do so, please subscribe to the podcast so that you get notified when the next episode of Locked On Kentucky comes out. All right, post regular season grades for the offense. We're going to start here, starting at quarterback. Will Levis, as everybody knows, was the QB for the Wildcats this season. I'm going to give Will Levis a B grade for the entire year. Look, it was not like blow you away statistically, like overly impressive. It was it was good. It was not bad by any means, but it was not great. Early on in the season, there were some interception issues. He threw two versus Chattanooga. Uh, There was, uh, I believe, the first five games of the season, actually, he he threw an interception in all contests. And then there was the, the worst game of the season for him at Mississippi State, one touchdown, three picks. But I think that he definitely improved past that game. He threw three touchdowns against Tennessee, two against Vanderbilt, four against New Mexico State. And then he had four rushing touchdowns on the ground against the Louisville Cardinals to wrap up the season in the Governor's Cup. So I think B is a fair assessment of where Will kind of finished the season. You look at his overall statistics, 2,593 passing yards, 23 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. He also had nine rushing touchdowns on the ground, and four of those came in the Governor's Cup. So those are good numbers. I think when you you acknowledge the fact that this is a team that went 10 and 3 on the season, I think that he definitely played a role uh significant enough to where it's like okay, it's not like he was just kind of there. It was it's not like he was just kind of like that game manager. No, he he won some games for the Wildcats. 
um, and he definitely kept them in some contests. You specifically think of that that uh, that LSU game as a night where he was just absolutely incredibly efficient. I don't think he broke 150 passing yards in that contest, but three touchdowns, uh, then had two or passing, then had two touchdowns on the ground. I mean, this guy clearly has the tools to be a solid quarterback in the SEC, and I really hope he comes back next season. I don't think that he's going to the NFL this year. Uh, so I think that he's going to be able to come back, and I think he's going to be able to, to improve upon what he did this season. I think B is a very fair grade for Levis. There were ups, there were downs. I think overall, though, it's a really physical guy that we have there back at quarterback. I've said a million times on this podcast, it feels like what did Kentucky need to succeed heading into, well, the past three, four, five seasons? They needed a game manager at QB. And they got one at Will and Will Levis, and he has definitely cleared the bar. He's been more than a little bit of a game manager, and uh, I've been really impressed with some of the moments that he's had so far this season. All right, running backs. I'm going to give the running back position an A. I don't think it's A+. Plus. I don't think it's perfect. I think Chris Rodriguez has had a phenomenal season, but I don't think it's perfect. You also have to think about this as a unit. It's not just Chris Rodriguez, right? It's Cavassier Smoke. It's Juton McLean. It's Lavelle Wright. It's Wandale Robinson. It's all these different guys that got touches as running backs so far this season. But we will start with Chris Rodriguez. And he is the reason why this is an A. Average 6.2 yards per carry this season. Finished the final three games of the regular season, averaging at least seven yards a carry. So it's just absolutely phenomenal stuff from Chris Rodriguez. 1,200 yards rushing, 1,272 to be specific. Had two rushing touchdowns, or two receiving touchdowns. No, not two rushing touchdowns. He had eight uh, rushing touchdowns, two receiving touchdowns on the season. So that's a total 10 touchdowns from scrimmage from Rodriguez Jr., and I really hope, talking about Will Levis potentially going to the NFL, I really, really do hope that that Chris Rodriguez does not um, go to the NFL because uh, I definitely think that he is capable of making that jump. But you don't see uh, you don't see running backs drafted that often. You don't see guy running backs making moves to the NFL early unless you're you're somebody like Najee Harris. And while I think Chris Rodriguez is solid, I think that he's definitely been phenomenal in his uh, in his time in college. I think that he could potentially return, and I think that it would definitely benefit the offense, and I definitely think that it would benefit his draft stock to come back for another year and to potentially rush for 1,000 yards once more. The other guy in this room that really, I don't want to necessarily say Matt, who's the only guy in this room that with intimate touches is Cavassier Smoke. He finished with 416 rushing yards, four touchdowns. Uh, he also had one catch for 17 yards. So he was not necessarily, he he played, he played, a, a backup the backup role well average 5.1 yards per carry had over 100 yards rushing in that LSU win outside of that game did not necessarily get the touches that would like wow you right statistically but he got the carries that he got as a backup running back and I think he filled that role very very well so I think that this group overall kind of grades out to an A I think it's very fair to say that this is an A group uh, and I think that Chris Rodriguez Cavassier Smoke Played well this season. Uh, was not elite, but I think they did play really, really well. Looking forward to seeing what those guys look like, or Chris Rodriguez potentially coming back, or Cavassier Smoke coming back next season. All right, wide receivers. I get, I'm going to give this group a B plus, and I don't think that it is it is all dependent on Wandale Robinson. Right again, you have to look at this unit as a as a group of wide receivers. It's not just one. 
There's Josh Ali, Justin Rigg, Isaiah Epps. We're including tight ends. We're, everybody that, that catches passes, we're going to include them here. And I just don't think past, uh, past Josh Ali, you've got Isaiah Cummings. He's only got 182 yards receiving. So you've got your top two guys, right, in this B-plus receiver room. Wandale Robinson finished with 1,164 yards receiving, 94 catches, 7 touchdowns, averaged 12.4 yards per catch. Just absolutely phenomenal. Just a bonkers season from Wandale Robinson. Then you've got Josh Ali, uh, who had 41 catches for 601 yards and 3 touchdowns. Look, those were honestly, guys, those were the only two receivers in this room outside of maybe Justin Rigg, who 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 caught four touchdowns but only 178 receiving yards, who were actually like worth looking at, right? If you're if you're opposing team, if you're trying to scout, I mean, like those are the two guys you have to lock up. It's not like this is a deep receiver room. I'm not gonna act like it is. You've got your top two guys. And even then, I think Wandell Robinson is clearly the best receiver in this room. He's what makes this B plus, honestly. Josh Ali and, and Wandell Robinson, but it's really mainly Robinson making this B plus for me. All right, offensive line, as uh, as we discussed earlier, two players on the first team All SEC unit. And look, I'm gonna give this unit an A. I think they played really well uh, this season. I think they blocked really well for Will Levis. I don't think they were necessarily. I'd have to go pull it up, but I don't think they were. They were in. Uh, they were in in the dirt necessarily in SEC play in sacks allowed per game. Actually, there it is. They were top four uh, in SEC in total sacks allowed. You look at what they did on the ground, though, 206 yards rushing per game for Kentucky. The offensive line paved the way for that. And, you know, I will say this. In, in, in talking about giving up sacks and different things like that and allowing pressures, like, sure, you need, in order to have success, as Kentucky, you need to be able to have that game manager to kind of plug in and, 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 and play well at quarterback and not make crazy mistakes, right? But you also need an offensive line that can protect and block for him and give him time. So the offensive line was set in stone this season, and they were going to be able to do that. It's just a question of whether or not the quarterback position would come along right alongside them and play consistently. I think the offensive line, at the end of the day, is your foundation, your start, starting point. It's the most important thing about an offense and Kentucky's offense definitely got it done. Look, there were only 223 passing yards per game from the Wildcats, but still, I think this offensive line did its job and what it was asked to do, and it was uh, it was a good year. It wasn't necessarily like a banner year. I mean, you get two guys on the first-team All-SEC list. I mean, that's really, really good, but I think that you have to be proud with the way that Kentucky ended in the trenches after losing guys even last season uh, to the NFL drafts. All right, so those are my grades on the offense, right? We are going to talk about the defense and some of the grades that I gave some of those guys in just a second. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about our friends at Made In. If quality and craftsmanship is important to you, you should check out Made In. is a cookware and kitchenware brand that works with renowned chefs and artisans to produce some of the world's best pots, pans, and wine glasses. Made In produces professional quality cookware for those who love to cook. They source the finest materials and partner with renowned chefs to make premium kitchen tools available directly to you without the markup. Their cookware distributes heat evenly and can easily go from the stovetop to the oven. They have 40,000 plus five-star reviews, and their products are used by some of the world's best chefs at Michelin-starred restaurants 
around the world. Right now, Maiden is offering our listeners 15% off with your first order with promo code Locked On. This is the best discount available anywhere online for Maiden products. Go to MaidenCookware.com slash Locked On and use promo code Locked On for 15% off your first order. That's MaidenCookware.com slash Locked On. Use promo code Locked On. Today's show also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues its march into the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head over to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, so wrapping up the Thursday edition of Locked On Kentucky with some post-regular season grades for the defense. All right, starting on defensive line here. I'm going to give the defensive line for Kentucky a B grade. Look, it was a solid year. Josh Paschal absolutely tore it up. Five sacks, 52 tackles for the Wildcats. Justin Rogers played well as well. Uh, they, they, it, was, it was a solid year, uh, I think, for, for Kentucky on the, uh, on the defensive line. You look at some of the numbers in terms of, in terms of sacks and tackles for loss, and Kentucky was actually a little bit under average. They uh, averaged... Uh, 6.3 tackles for loss per game. That was best for or good for ninth in the SEC. And they averaged 2.4 sacks per game, and that was good for ninth in the SEC as well. So it was not necessarily a banner year in terms of sacks for Kentucky. But where does the uh, rush defense start? It starts in the trenches. It starts up front with the, with the defensive line. Kentucky was fourth in the SEC in rushing yards allowed per game at 117 point where specifically this b grade is made it's like look you were under average in getting and getting uh sacks and tackles for loss but you held your own in the trenches and you were not giving up a lot of explosive plays you were you were holding everybody in the run department and i think that is uh that is definitely worth worth noting the linebackers talked about how awesome this linebacking core is i've got them at an a minus i think jacques jones deandre square and and uh, JJ Weaver formed three of the best linebackers in the entire SEC. I think as a unit, not as like individually, like the best linebackers in the SEC. Thing. I think you have to look at guys like Will Anderson and Zakomi McLean uh, for that certainly, and Nakobe Dean as well. Um, but as a, as a unit, I mean, this is incredibly. This this is up there with Georgia. Uh, their their pass defense for Kentucky this season was seventh in the SEC, two hundred nineteen point three yards allowed per game. And I think that you know honestly. All things considered, it was a solid year for Kentucky's defense. When you look at the the rushing numbers, when you look at the passing numbers, I mean, it, it was it was a good year for Kentucky. They were fifth in the SEC in total yards allowed per game. And again, you just look at some of the numbers for these linebackers. The top two tacklers from this uh, from this uh, season were linebackers. G- DeAndre Square had three sacks. JJ Weaver had six and a half. He was the guy that got after the quarterback on the edge. I mean, it was just a very solid linebacking core. And then you look on the secondary. I've got them listed as a B as well. I mean, you're you're averaging the SEC and giving up passing yards, right? But I still think 219 yards is not half bad uh, for the secondary, especially whenever your your uh, your defensive line is is forcing so many stops in the in the run game. 
I mean, people are going to try and throw it against you. So, you know what? I, I think that's okay. The fact that they were seventh in the SEC in, uh, in passing yards allowed per game. J.J. Weaver actually, believe it or not, led this team in interceptions. That was a, the, probably the biggest issue anybody, any fan had with this Kentucky team is their inability to create turnovers. And they really did not do a good job of that at all uh, this season. Four different defensive backs, or three different defensive backs, excuse me, got an interception for Kentucky this season. But honestly, it was not about that for this unit. It was about just keeping everything in front of them, not uh, letting up the big play. And they didn't really do that uh, often this season. So I'm proud of the way this defense played. I think it was good enough to to get to the 10 wins, obviously, as we saw Kentucky do. Uh, or nine wins, excuse me. I'm already thinking about the, that uh, that Iowa game. <laughs> I'm already thinking about how that potentially could play out for the Wildcats. So those are some of the grades for this uh, Kentucky team. Let me know if you disagree. Let me know if you agree. You can follow me on Twitter at Daw Pound. You can you can tag me. You can message me. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this team. You can follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnUK. And I think that's just about going to do it for today. On tomorrow's show, we're going to be talking about Kentucky basketball versus Notre Dame. That is going to be such a fun matchup. I'm really looking forward to getting to break down that down for you guys who do not want to miss that show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Again, follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnUK. Follow me on Twitter at Doll Pound. I will see you all tomorrow. Go Wildcats, and God bless.